James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Yes, indeed it is. It is Tuesday. We are headed to midweek. And you know what time is going to be this time next week? Yeah. Uh-huh. Christmas right around the corner. If you want to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. Mark Stein will be joining us, as is the case every Tuesday. Here on the James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly Show. And you heard on the top of the hour, you know, I check every top of the hour news. This is so, I'm like, okay, how many stories is he going to do that are in my first a stack of stories? And it never fails. He covers like four or five. He's such a great newsman. Top of the hour. Anyway, um, one of the stories you heard on the top of the hour news, I just want to bring it back up again. I, when did, when did Andy, when did uh, Andrew Cuomo become a Republican? When did he change his registration? Did anybody know? Scott, do you know when he, Rich, do you know when Andrew Cuomo changed his voter registration and became a Republican? Huh? Anybody? No. No one knows. Because he must be a Republican because that's the way that he's being treated. Like he's a Republican. New York State top ethics panel on Tuesday ordered the disgraced ex-governor Andrew Cuomo to pay the state $5.1 million in book profits that he made on the backs of taxpayers. Now, that's interesting line. So if you make your money on the back of taxpayers, then Letitia James and the Democrat crew, who hate Andrew Cuomo to death, apparently, and they're treating him as if they would treat a hostile political enemy that's a Republican, they are saying, you've got 30 days, pal. Come up with the 5.1 mil, put it in our bank accounts, or else. Now, I wonder if Andrew Cuomo is going to do something that most people would do, which is to, he got a waiver so that he could do the book. And now they're changing the rules after the fact and saying, oops, waiver no longer counts, never mind all of that. He's not legally entitled to retain the compensation that he made from his own book. This, This panel that's put together that decided this, the Joint Commission on Public Ethics, that's a laugh in New York, um, <laughs> uh, found that the uh, book proceeds should be turned over to A.G. Letitia James, who has been the biggest thorn in the side to Andrew Cuomo that there was. There was other news on the other Cuomo brother, not not really on him, on the producer of his show. CNN fired that guy. He, they had put him on... Um, they had put him on suspension. Well, today they got rid of him. This is the producer at CNN that was accused of luring underage girls for lessons on how to be submissive and also sexuality. It's really a perverted case. And I guess CNN has had enough. They just said, no, no, no. We, we're, even we, even we at CNN, even we have ethics on this one and can't do it. 
Another case that needs a lot of another story out there that should get a lot of attention, I doubt whether it will, beyond here, beyond talk radio, is the Facebook admission that their so-called fact-checking program is actually opinions, opinion-oriented. It's not based in fact. This is a result of the legal battle they're having with TV journalist John Stossel on the origins of the 2020 California forest fires. Facebook, which now is calling itself Meta, says that its fact-checking program should not be the target of a defamation suit because it attempts to regulate content by using third-party organizations who are entitled to their opinions. Opinions. So this is Facebook finally saying to you, yeah, this whole idea that we're using to censor people, to to deplatform people based on giving incorrect facts, well, the people providing the facts for Facebook are not factually based. They're using opinions. President Joe Biden marked the occasion, the anniversary of the horrible shootings at Sandy Hook by demanding more action on gun control. He went back in his mind to to the Obama years and said we came so close to getting gun legislation, but we came up short. Um, Joe and all of you parents who lost kids and more, more, more also the, the left in America who has demanded gun control after Sandy Hook ever since, why are you letting these people off the hook? The Democrats own the House of Representatives. They own the United States Senate and they have the White House. They have a, they have a trifecta. If Joe Biden and the Democrats wanted to do gun control, they would have done gun control. That's it. If Joe Biden wanted, really wanted action on guns, he would have sent something over to the Congress. If the Congress really wanted action on guns, they would have sent a piece of legislation over to the White House. The Democrats own this. Please, if you are on the left and you're hearing this, oh, that's nice. Joe wants to do something. No, he doesn't want to do anything. Because if he wanted to do something, the Democrats would have done it. Eager for a new border model. This is Washington Post today. Biden officials are looking to Europe's reception centers. So instead of what we have at the border now, the Biden administration, his advisors, are discussing proposals to set up European-style reception centers along the Mexican border. The Washington Post story says that would transform the way asylum seekers are processed and potentially curb the large-scale release of migrants into the United States. We're going to have reception centers. Can you imagine what a Joe Biden Democrat reception center would look like? Hi, 
Yeah, you're illegally. Oh, but don't worry about that. Welcome. Welcome. So listen, if you go over to Section A, they'll tell you all of the benefits that you can have here illegally that the taxpayers of America will pay. If you go to line B, they'll tell you where you can vote. You might want to try New York City. They like the idea of non-citizens voting. Yeah, a reception center for illegal immigrants. That's Joe Biden. That's the Democrat Party. Let's do what Europe does and have, instead of border checkpoints, let's just open it up and have reception centers for those who want to come into America illegally. How nice. The deals are just horrible. Shoppers say a lack of holiday discount has dampened spending for the first time in years. Retailers are raising prices. Oh, no. Retailers during the Christmas season are raising prices and tamping down promotions. And that has left Americans without the big seasonal markdowns they've come to expect. Well, why do you suppose that right now, at this particular point in history, American retailers are raising prices instead of lowering them for the holidays. Why is that? It's something called inflation. And do you know where the inflation came from or is coming from? Try the policies of the Biden administration. Brands that used to slash prices by 50 to 90% are sticking to markdowns, maybe 10%, maybe 20%. And a lot of the consumers, especially consumers that are on tight budgets, are just saying, you know what, without the deep cuts, we'll skip. We'll skip. We're not going to buy this for Christmas. Not going to buy that for Christmas. Christmas. Christmas, Christians, oh, that's a trigger, Christians, Christmas, Christians. Why, here's a story from The Federalist. Democrats' massive entitlement plans include banning Christians from government child care. What, you say what? Yes, that's right. Democrats' massive entitlement plans include banning Christians from government child care. How are they going to do it? Well, According to Representative Jackie Walzowski of Indiana, the Democrats went out of their way to make sure to prohibit religious care providers from receiving federal funds that are in the uh, Build Back Better bill, and they're also putting uh, their own rules into place that would require religious child care providers to disavow longstanding theology about sex In other words, they would have to adopt this new transgenderism concept. You know, the they, them, z. There are 99 correct genders to be, not just the two that 
you know, that they talk about with God, you know, creating male and female. He created both, not according to the left. According to the left, there are about 99 or so genders. That's as of today. And if you don't fall in line and believe in all of them well, then, you know, screw you. You're not going to be able to apply for federal funds because you are not woke enough. So Democrat legislation, this is in the Build Back Better Welfare Bill, would create a federally contracted child care entitlement available to millions of American families. But it's going to come with religious exemptions. Daily Mail. Woke California school boards ban teachers from giving D and F grades. We'll do that story perhaps when we get back, if Mark Stein hasn't joined us by the time we get back. If not, we'll squeeze it in right before Mark Stein does join us. How's that? James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. Don't go anywhere. We're back right after this. His guide. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Those beautiful voices belong to the group Take Six. A wonderful time of the year. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Joining us, you're talking about a most wonderful time of the year. This is the most wonderful time of the week. We have America's undocumented anchorman, Mark Stein, with us. Welcome, Mark. How are you? Hey, great, great to be with you, James. I, I got to say before we we started anything, I'm I'm so delighted by just uh, emails uh, I've seen from uh, from various uh, readers and listeners of mine uh, raving about your book, and uh, and a lot of them, uh, I mean, they like the way that they can rely on the fact that uh, this is a a book about somebody uh, by somebody who actually knew the guy. So it's not like when you read a uh, an insider book on the president or a member of the royal family or whatever, and, and you don't know whether they've actually even been in the same room as the guy. You were in the same room for 30 years, and people have just uh, been saying to me how much they love that book. And, they, and, and, and it reminds them of favorite bits from the show, like uh, the parody of the Maya Angelou invocation at one of the presidential <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> with, with 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 Bo Angelou, yeah, Bo Angelou, exactly. <laughs> and they uh, and that's the thing. People are just, it's just bringing back so many happy memories. That's that's a great bit. You ought to put out a greatest hits album with uh, stuff like that. Oh, I think that's a good idea, Mark. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mark. Rush on the radio is the book, and yes, you can get it now in time for Christmas. Mark, speaking of Christmas. Smash and grabs have been going on in every blue city almost in America. There was, in fact, a picture today in one one of the stories I saw. Maybe it was that U.K. Uh, publication. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's no news about this in any American papers. You gotta, exactly. You've got to read the foreign press to find out what's going on in this country. Right. And it showed this woman all dressed out in some of the Gucci gear or some of the other designer gear she had stolen 
with her family. It was a family theft affair. Yeah. Yeah. So Democrat mayors are now coming under fire, and they're blaming of all the retailers for the smash and grabs. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. The uh, mayor of Chicago who says it's your fault for not having the merchandise nailed down. Because I love, I love going into those. Uh, that's how you always know you're in a nice part of town. I remember the first time I visited a certain uh, city in Ohio, and I got to the out, outskirts, and basically everything in the – it was just like a convenience store. But every <laughs> every quart of milk was basically behind lock and key because everything there was just stolen. And what we've seen now – uh, is that the, these things are happening. This is why it's interesting to see whether it actually does change the mind of all those uh, American liberals who think this is just about being being nice to people. It's now coming to their part of town. It's coming to the Magnificent Mile in Chicago. It's coming to quite, you know, fancy chain stores like Louis Vuitton. So it's it's coming to where they live. And it's happening in broad daylight. So some of these nice NPR listening women, liberals, might actually be in the Louis Vuitton store when the mob arrives and cleans it out. And that item that you picked out, just perfect, just right for you, matches everything. Uh, you picked it out just two minutes ago. As they're scramming, they might just rip it out of your hand, too. And so this is the question. Uh, this is, this is where, this is where the virtue signaling illusions uh, run up against the ugly reality of how these Democrat administrations have destroyed these cities. I love it. How do you pronounce that? Louis who? Louis Vuitton. Vuitton. <laughs> Louis Vuitton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't blame me. I can say regular. I, I said uh, on a, uh, on a uh, seasonal show many years ago, I said i asked martha stewart about her recipe for pecan pie and she said it's pecan so <laughs> I, I, I have uh, i have uh, relatively down market pronunciation compared to some of those uh, hoity-toity american types like martha yeah and you know what and rodeo drive by the way has been one of the places hit too can you imagine smash and grab in one rodeo drive well, I think, I think that's what's interesting. I was, I was talking with Rudy uh, Giuliani uh, a week or so back, uh, and we were talking about the way it was in New York before he became mayor. And I said, well, you know, we, we knew you didn't go down this alley and you didn't go at park after sundown or whatever, but now you're having people being sucker-punched uh, in midtown Manhattan on some of the fanciest uh, streets in the world, Fifth Avenue and uh, Madison Avenue. Uh, people, uh, little old ladies getting sucker punched in the middle of the day. People getting shoved in front of the of subway trains. The f the fact is uh, that the and and Jen Psaki says this is all down to COVID. These right, are symptoms. It's COVID. Yeah, if if you have the urge to sucker punch a grandma on uh, Fifth Avenue uh, just uh, uh, by Rockefeller Center, you may be coming down with the Omicron vi variant. You should probably uh, get your booster shot if you feel the urge to push someone in front of a subway train. Jen Psaki's thing is that these are just uh, symptoms of COVID. I love it. Now, Claire McCaskill over on PMSNBC uh, yesterday said that Republican-controlled states are soon going to implement vigilantism 
laws. We're gonna we're gonna combat immigration by having the regular everyday average citizens start rounding up people who look like they could be foreigners. <laughs> well, I I take that. That's about me. I take it. I, uh, <laughs> I was about to say. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> I, I love this. Claire, Claire McCaskill is from Missouri, so she just sounds like she's from Martha's Vineyard or Malibu or whatever. But I actually, uh, this is the whole dem. I, I can't understand sometimes when the myth is so far away from reality that uh, America is just just full of these stump-toothed uh, crackers <laughs> who are uh, in between a jigger of moonshine and a bunk up with their cousin just can't wait to get out there and uh, and and smack down some foreigner and it doesn't matter it might be some uh, some 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 freelance guy from ISIS on his way to blow up something or it might be some hoity toity snot nosed uh, guest house, guest host type from New Hampshire, just uh, just who's w- taken a wrong turn somewhere. I I don't actually uh, uh, this this myth. It's like the way they keep going on about Klansmen. The Klansmen were all Democrats, and they've all been dead for years. The last big Klansman was Robert C. Byrd, and the Democrats gave him a state funeral. I don't know where you'd go to get clanshood. I, I don't know where you'd go to get clanhoods these days. I, 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 I bust into Nordstrom on the Magnificent Mile in Chicago. I broke into it. I said, it's a flash mob smash and grab raid. I'm here from, for the clanhoods. What floor are they on? You can't get them anywhere. This yeah. whole thing where there's, there's, uh, there's just these stump, there's armies of stump toothed crackers, uh, just out there. <laughs> I, I, I pine for that. I remember the days I went into, I quite, I quite like it if you're a foreigner like me. You don't have to be, you know, exotic in any way. I've been into bars in New Hampshire and Maine where everybody stops talking when I walk in the door. So I kind of know how that feels like. And I, I sort of, I remember how it was when I first came here. And in some strange way, I, I'm, I'm almost nostalgic for those days. Yeah, well, if you want to know where to get the clan here, you have to go to Virginia and then stop at the Ralph Northam house. And you can just go ask old Ralph Northam, hey, Ralph, where are you keeping your clan gear yeah, these days? Yeah, no, no. And, and, and while you're at it, I'll have uh, 12 tubs of shoe polish that you keep it in there, too, as well. I mean, that's it. The, well, that, that's what I find so odd about this, is that I don't the, – the, the criticism that people have about mass illegal immigration or whatever – is completely is is disconnected from things to do with clanhoods and and uh, you know all the the blackface thing. I'm actually surprised when you look at people like Ralph Northam, you realize how psychologically tortured uh, you have to be to be in the Democrat Party, which sort of turned on a dime from being the most racist institution on earth into being hot for uh, identity politics and transgender bathrooms and everything. And I can understand why if you're a middle-aged guy like Ralph Northam and you started out uh, basically in the old uh, Klansman blackface mammy singing Democrat Party and suddenly, you know, whoops, 
<laughs> You've got whiplash because suddenly it's identity politics, a go-go, uh, transgender bathrooms. Is your seven-year-old transitioning? Uh, all the celebrities have got transitioning uh, moppets in middle school. Uh, have you got one yet? Uh, why are you still going around in the clans hood? Don't you realize that was last season's look? I mean, it must be terribly difficult for fellas like Northam. It has to be. Speaking of difficult, all of us are in for a very difficult time, Mark. You know... Uh, according to the Washington Post, climate change has destabilized the Earth's poles and the planet is now in serious peril. Yeah, I I find this a bit odd because I, I saw a chap who's actually been suing me for 10 years, uh, Michael Mann, the, the, the hockey stick guy. He um he's actually he, he I saw him giving this plaintive interview saying no 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 COVID is way less serious than climate change uh, climate change has killed far more people than COVID ever will <laughs> and and they, you can see that these climate change guys are actually upset at having their big the big liberal panic uh, issue hijacked uh, by you know so the liberals are going around saying oh yes I. Uh, I used to worry about rising sea levels in the Maldives in the 22nd century, but then the Omicron variant came along, <laughs> and now I'm just, you know, I can't, I've got no time to think about it. I, I've got nothing against the, the Maldives. God bless them. I, I hope they don't get washed away. But, oh, my God, the Omicron variant's coming to get me. And I think, actually, a lot of these climate change, we had a bit of this at the COP26 thing a couple of weeks back. I think some of them are actually resentful at the way uh, COVID without end is distracting attention from climate change. Well, so you're not worried, though. You're not worried that the ice, the, 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 the poles are going to suddenly just come and kill you in the middle of the night because you've been burning too much fossil fuel? No, I remember the uh, couple of years ago, a ship full of uh, climate change activists sailed to the Antarctic uh, to get as near to the South Pole as they could to demonstrate how all the ice had melted. And instead, they got frozen in the ice. For months. <laughs> For months. <laughs> and we're all on the verge of starting to eat each other when uh, I think it was the Royal Australian Navy or somebody came along to rescue them. Uh, and I thought that was, that, that's actually the, the perfect, uh, the perfect symbolic state of the climate panic industry. Now, here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, aka Bose Nerdly on 77 WABC. WABC, Talk Radio 77, New York. Yes, we are the crown jewel of American radio. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, with you as we... Draw ever closer to Christmas Day here on... The Big Icon. You know, there's a story in the AP that uh, broke late this afternoon. It is uh, about religion. In the U.S., a common reply to the question, what's your religion, is now none. None. And they start off by profiling a, uh, a young Haitian woman who lost her faith and then decided to become an atheist and agnostic before embracing a spiritual but not religious life. 
before moving into the statistics of it, according to a new survey uh, released Tuesday by the Pew Research Center, uh, the group commonly known as nuns, I don't have a religion, now constitutes 29% of American adults. That's almost one-third of American adults, one-third, say that they don't have any religious uh, preference, they're unaffiliated from a religious uh, organization. That's up from 23% in 2016 and 19%. In 2011, so if you look at it, 10 percentage points has has grown into, no, I don't have a religion since 2001. Now, America still has about maybe, I think, what is it, two-thirds of people say that they do believe in God, in the Bible, About two-thirds of Christians pray daily compared with 6% in Britain, 9% in Germany. But the growth of the nuns, the I don't have a religion, has largely come from Protestants. 40% of U.S. adults are now Protestants as opposed to almost 50% just a decade ago. Now, I don't want to try to guess some of the reasons for this. But I will say, if you want to know what is happening to society, what happens when a third and growing by leaps and bounds of adults have no religious background, no religious training, Okay, there are some that say they're spiritual and one can assume that they're getting some sort of moral compass and moral training and moral, uh, uh, a moral ping in their consciousness. But what happens to those who don't? And now contrast that with what we see happening in the streets. You know, we always these school shootings, endless school shootings. You cannot have a deep abiding faith in in God and religion and be religiously trained and think that's okay to do. You can't, you cannot have a firm rooted faith and commit some of the atrocities that we see happen on a daily basis. You can't have a firm belief and see the abortion rate where it is, with over, in some cases, one million babies subject to that a year. You just can't. And so people always say, well, what what is going on in America? What's happening? I would suggest to you that part of the answer, not all of the answer, not all of it by any stretch of the imagination, but part of what is happening is this change in American culture where people are turning their back on religion. Now we shall see whether this continues as a trend in the United States or will something, something cause the pendulum to go back the other way. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, this story from AmericanWireNews.com, AmericanWireNews.com, 
Florida Governor Ron DeSantis issued an executive order targeting illegal immigrants in a potential violation of federal law. That's what you Yahoo reported. They're reporting on what Yahoo reported. Uh, DeSantis' executive order directs businesses and state law enforcement personnel to openly defy the Biden administration. Again, that's what Yahoo reported earlier. The executive order says that Florida resources will not be used to prop up the failed open border agenda enacted by this administration meaning the Biden administration. And so what, long story short, this is what DeSantis is doing. He's saying you don't cooperate with the feds if they're bringing people doing this human smuggling into the state in the dead of night. We're not going to cooperate it. Now liberals have themselves up in a tizzy over this. The same Lizzie liberals that for years and years supported sanctuary cities and eventually sanctuary states. And remember, that's what California calls itself, a sanctuary state. And they are openly saying we are not going to obey federal laws. And liberals didn't get hot under the collar about that. But now that Governor DeSantis is saying, look, We're not going along with this open border business. And in Florida, state agencies are not going to cooperate with it. Now, liberals are having a cow. WABC Talk Radio 77, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. We are going to start with your phone calls. When we come back, don't you dare go away. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. Donnie Hathaway. Hang on the mistletoe, I'm gonna get to know you better. Ah, uh, this is one of my favorite Christmas songs. This Christmas, and as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. This Christmas, fireside's blazing bright. We're caroling through the night, and this Christmas will be very special. Yeah, let's do that. Let's make it a very special Christmas for everybody. Rich, good afternoon. Where are we headed with the phones? All right, good afternoon, James. Let us begin on the island and say hi to Linda. Linda, welcome. WABC with James Golden, a.k.a. Bro Snurley. What's on your mind this afternoon? Yeah, hi, James. You were talking about religion, and I just wanted to say that people change, and I'm sorry. No, honey, what's up? Something happens to them that they change. A lot of people change. Uh, I lost my identical twin all of a sudden. And when that happened, my life, I, I didn't, my father was religious. And I just thought it was a joke. I, you know, when I was young, I never was religious. And I never 
you know, thought about it, except, you know, oh, it's not important. And, you know, it doesn't matter. And when that happened, I have a friend who had a friend at the time who was Catholic and he was religious. And he said, you know, she's going to be with you all the time. And I thought that was a joke, you know. I thought, you know, nothing really happened. And I always have the feeling, many times I have the feeling that she is with me. I do feel her. And I now I, you know, people change. You, People will see. They'll, they'll believe in things that, you know, because it happened to me. I know it happens to other people. Linda, when did that? When did you? When did you lose your sister, Linda? Well, now it's a few, few years, but it's the same. It's like every day. It's, you know, it's like every day. It's it's like it just happened. It's like you a know? piece of you. It's like a piece of you. It is. It's half of it's, me. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. Me. Yeah. The better half, though. But she's the better half. Honestly, she's the sweetest. I say she is. She's the sweetest person in the world. There's not one person who ever didn't like her. Unlike myself. Oh, Linda, people love you yeah, too, we all, darling. We all have a little bitchiness in us. Too. Yeah, we do. We can. Yeah, we do, Linda. We can, you know. We yeah. all do. There were times that you, you know, you know, you know. Yeah, I had some pop out for me this morning. <laughs> yeah, I believe me, I know. Listen, though, I want to say something to you, though, if it's okay, Linda. You know, this life is very short for all of us. I mean, I remember being a kid and thinking, oh, goodness, this is, well, I've got a long way to go. And, you know, you reach your age, and then all of a sudden you realize that oh, the father time, mother time, whatever you want to call it, has moved along very rapidly, and perhaps you're looking at less time here uh, left than you've been here. And time really does move on. And I'm glad to hear you say that people can change and that you can find your center whether it's a religious center, whether it's a spiritual center, or belief in God, because guess what? This is such an incredible miracle that we have life. And it is such an opportunity for us to explore and to live in gratitude for the blessings. I'm sure that inside all of your grief, you would have, you would never trade away the relationship that you had with your sister ever. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and she is with you. And so all, you know, just keep your faith, keep that faith and hold on to, and hold on to all of it. It's okay to hold on to the grief too, but hold on to all of it. Hold on to the love. You know, all of us are going to go and we're going to go really, it's going to seem when it gets here that, oh, wow, that happened quick. But hold on to it. Hold on to the love that you have. And however that expresses itself, especially if it then can transmute into love for God and love to the creation, hold on to it, Linda. People that, you know, you don't appreciate, right? We don't appreciate things that we had or in general. There were some yep. people that, you know, you just you don't and that's, about until something happens to you. Right, and that's a good sign for us to realize every day. Nothing is secure. Any day, any of us can leave at any time. You're right. So let's live in gratitude. You're right. You're right. Linda, God bless you, my dear. Please call us again and stay in touch with us, okay, over the holiday season. I've, I've spoken to you before. I know. I know your voice, but I'm telling you, over the next few weeks, if the next few weeks get difficult, 
We're here for you. No, no, oh. no. <laughs> it just, ha- you know, you were talking about it, and it just, you know, I had to, I had to call because because I'm different, and, and I know it's happened to other people, and it'll happen again to people who don't think about it, you know. Yep. Somebody All right, Linda. Attitudes, you know. But you're really great. I think you're great. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate that. You're wonderful. Thanks for the call, and call us back again. Where do we go, Rich? Let's 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 see how many calls we can get in before we have to leave. All right, let's go to St. Louis and say hi to Barb. Hi, Barb. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. Hi, James. This is great talking to you. I told your caller, your screen caller, that I just got your book in the mail today, and I'm so excited. I've been waiting a while for it. Lovely. Well, I hope that it is... I hope that it is a compelling read. I hope that it won't disappoint you, Barbara. Rush, it won't. I started listening to him 30 years ago. And, I mean, he was like my best friend. That's actually how I felt about him. I love it. Oh, I know. I miss him so much. And he's right about when when I found him on the radio one day, it was like an awakening for me, like, Finally, somebody thinks the way I think about what's going on in the world. Absolutely. And you know what? For 30 years, Rush was everybody's kind of best friend, big brother. Um, He was also a teacher. He could explain things to you in such a way that really made it understandable, no matter how complex the issue was. And it was a relationship of trust and love. And, you know, of course, Christmas, his favorite time of year. And so this Christmas, there's going to be a lot of us thinking about how much we miss Rush. And, and you are one, and I am another. I'm glad you got the book. I hope, again, that it doesn't disappoint you, Rush, on the radio. And thank you, Barbara, for the call. I really appreciate it. Uh, time for one more, if you can get to a point quickly. Where do we go? Let's say hi to Natalie in Suffolk County. Natalie, we only have a few minutes. Just make your point. Okay. I'm, I'm so happy to speak with you. Merry Christmas, and thank you for everything you do, and my deepest sympathy to you for losing Rush. I want to tell you about a little bit of hope. I started a Bible podcast in January that is called Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmidt. It is phenomenal, and it is changing many, many, many people. It's become so huge that here's the hope I want to give you, that in January there's going to be a billboard in Times Square with the image of this priest Okay, that's the time we have. You can call us back and fill in more, though. Listen, folks, James Golden, back tomorrow. New York City, you know who we are, the greatest city in the world, in the greatest country, America, that humanity has ever, ever witnessed. God bless, protect each and every one of you. Back tomorrow at 4. Please be here. Bye.